Welcome everybody, this is uh, Stephen Ridgway And this is Sean Fitzgerald And this is the Casting the Net podcast for the 1st of December 2005 And this is our penultimate podcast, I think we're going to have one more Uh after this And that will be the end of our podcast for this project But we'll talk a bit about that uh, maybe later on So uh, today we're going to go through, uh, as usual, we're going to talk about some project news and updates Some of the events that we've had and some of the events that are coming up uh, what's happening in the, the project. We're going to talk a little bit about some general news, uh, a few things that are happening, um, some, something that I'm involved in uh, called Cool Talkback, and also Steph and I are um, heading north on a, on a trip to uh, spread some of the knowledge up there. We'll talk a bit about that. And then in uh, general podcasting MP3 player news, we'll talk about... Uh, the new video iPod again. We've spoken about that before, but uh, there's a few more things we can say about that. Um, and a few other little tools and toys related to podcasting in MP3 players. So, in terms of the project news and updates, the last uh, event that we had was uh, our, well, it was a combined hands-on tutorial in the morning of Friday the 18th of November, and we also had our sort of uh, end of team, end of project um, party slash lunch. That's right. Champagne and, uh, and a nice, uh, was it Vietnamese, wasn't Vietnamese. it? Vietnamese. Yeah. It was the foe at Saigon mm. here in uh, Ultimo near the Sydney Institute. And uh, one of us wasn't able to eat anything or no, drink anything. it was pretty tragic. Yeah, Sean had to be very sober and uh, yes. very good that day. Sean hasn't been the best. He's had a bit of a bug over the past few weeks. Yes. Like you're, you're in the wars a bit too, Steph. You're, yeah. you're recovering from the flu, so neither of us at our peak at the moment. Now, a week of conferences and, uh, and uh, dealing with all the digital media <laughs> sort of uh, wore me, wore my, worn my wick down, yes. I'm afraid. I had, a, had a, a touch of the flu the other day, so... It's the end of the year grinding us down. Absolutely. And uh, So yeah. that was great, the lunch. We had a good lunch. A few people turned up for that. That was a good uh, lunch. Yeah. That's few. Uh, actually, I don't know whether I've put the pickies up for that. I don't think I have. I don't no, know. I took I don't a couple of pickies. So. I'm a yeah. bit behind with the pickies, actually. Oh. And you also started the process of uh, recording evaluations because we've decided That's to right. get the team evaluations on audio, as mm. is totally appropriate for an audio-based mm. project. So you've recorded a few people. Do you want to say a little bit about that and see if we can find a few more people to record? Well, indeed. Um, managed to get a couple on the last workshop. So basically we've put together a series of questions that ask, get you to reflect on, on the project and uh, uh, what, you've, what learning you've gained from it and uh, how you might find it, uh, how the skills that you've gained uh, we'll be able to use in your teaching. Um, so yeah, nothing too arduous. We're just looking for five, ten minutes of uh, a bit of a chat and reflecting on the project and uh, we'll, we'll put that all together into a, into a sort of final team podcast as it were. Uh, and that could form part of our, uh, our Learnscape reporting. So uh, I haven't done, I was supposed to have caught up with at least uh, three or four of you uh, last week, but last week was um, consumed by going to the Cool Connections conference and a Janison's conference. So uh, I'll probably be uh, emailing a few of you um, today and over the weekend to find a time maybe to talk on Skype. Um, I think I might catch up with uh, a couple here in TAFE, uh, Barb and Diana, I can talk to them here. Um, but, um, yeah, if you're passing by uh, Ultimo, uh, feel free to pop in and, and we'll just do a little, record a little 10 minute interview. So that's the general idea. But, um, and if you're yeah. not local, 
if you're one of our um, Jet Setting International That's team right, and would like to contribute a little bit of feedback as well, uh, drop, us, drop Steph a line and, and maybe, Steph, you can record it using Skype. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Sean's even found some cool new software uh, to uh, to record Skype conversations. Yes. So I might even give that a whirl, Finally. see if it works. Yeah. Finally. Power, power gra- gra- grammar. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit later. So you mentioned the Cool Connections uh, conference there. Maybe uh, you just want to briefly talk about that. Yes. Well, uh, that was the uh, Australian Flexible Learning Frameworks um National face-to-face conference. That's it? right. Yeah. yeah, here in Sydney at the Mercury, just up the road. Just up the road for two days, and uh, all of the uh, national networks projects um, showcased their uh, their um, achievements. Um, yeah, of course. Sean was going Sean. to go to that. <laughs> Sean was sick. Why is Sean talking in, in third person today? <laughs> That's right. I don't know. No, no. Sean, yeah, Sean, having an out-of-body day. <laughs> Sean was going to that, but. Uh, once again, he was very ill and he was supposed to be presenting, well, I was supposed to be presenting with you on the LearnScope one That's and also right. on the other project I'm involved in, which is um, for the networks, which was the online mentoring network with Wendy Zamet and unfortunately couldn't make it. I could hardly get out of bed, so no, it was you're, a disappointment. You're sick, yeah, yeah, so, so uh, well... Um, I podcast the entire event, so that was, I can assure you, quite a gigantic task. Um, basically took uh, four, four of our team uh, MP3 players, and basically they're worth at least, at any given time, three um, concurrent sessions. So actually quite an interesting challenge to try to capture an event that way with just basically simple MP3 players and the lapel mics. Um, and what I would do is I'd take it in uh, at the beginning of the session, give the uh, MP3 player and the lapel mic to the facilitator and say, can you uh, hand this on to the next speaker? And typically there'd be three speakers in a block. Um, and I must say, the facilitators all did a fantastic job and uh, handed it on. Uh, and so that means, of course, at the end of the session, I would just come in and I'd switch it off and just, um, yeah. Uh, one of the sessions in the central area had a, a mixing deck, so I was able to actually um, get a line out from that with the studio, with the uh, mixing um, crew that were there, and feed that into the line into the MP3 player. So there, I just simply went record and just left it go. But as it turned out, I, I've captured every speaker. Um, I've managed to process about uh, well day two. And you'll find that on the Casting the Net podcast, so go and have a look. There's lots, quite a diverse range of material. A lot of it's actually really, really interesting. There's George Seaman's uh, keynote uh, speech uh, where he talks about connectivism and network learning. So I'm sure you'll all find that very interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can even go and have a listen to uh, our um, presentation, which was interesting because uh, ten minutes before... Uh, was about to deliver it. The network and the entire building went down, so I had to uh, fall back to face to face, just have a sort of fireside chat with the audience. And from all reports, it sounds like you did a great job on the day. Well, you can rescuing the uh, what could have been a disaster. What could have been a disaster? That's right. I can assure you, it did not impress me. But anyway, you get that. You get that. Sometimes a network is, is offline. Yes. Anyway, so it's good, and there's, uh, like I said, there's a great lot of material there, so I uh, suggest you go and have a bit of a look. And you, you, you're about to put the second day's the second day, worth yeah. of... Yes. Yeah, so... And you wonder why I'm sick. Because <laughs> he's a busy, busy guy running around chasing everybody with his That's microphone. Right. Yes. 
Um, did we mention the date of that? Monday the 21st and Tuesday the 22nd. In that was November, last week. Yes. Yeah. So links to all these, of course, will be available. The Cool Connections and any other um, conferences or events that we mentioned will be up on the blog. Um, now, just talking, going back there, team podcasts. Uh, we've been um, very impressed to find that a couple of our team members have been um, hard at it. Uh, after the podcasting session that we did uh, several weeks ago, they've um, created been creating podcasts. So we've got Dorothy uh, Waterhouse, her AMS podcast called Did You Hear, which is at didyouhear05.blogspot.com, and she's been uh, posting sort of interesting news items for her um, English mm. students. Um, and then uh, Rosa from has got a Sydney's People podcast, which is at rosespodcast.blogspot.com, and She's been busy uh, posting stuff up there as well, and uh, I think there are some um, there's some students' introductions, students' voices. So okay. she's experimenting with that. So it's really good to see finally a few of our team members getting out there mm. and uh, starting to create real live podcasts. I think Dot's using our, uh, our media to store most of her content by the look of it. And, of course, she's been doing a bit of mixed stuff. She's been putting a bit of video in hers too. Yeah, she's been interesting. playing with uh, loading video up there as well. But, mm. um, unfortunately, with the podcast feed, it only collects the first media file it comes across in each post. So, mm. um, usually, she's got an MP3 file there, which will turn up in your podcatching software, but the other media files won't actually be collected and converted into enclosures to be read by podcatching software. But if you just go straight to the blog, you can actually manually mm. download those other files. It's interesting what Dot's done with... She's actually um, a manager of another LearnScope project, the uh, Equit, Equit Online uh, LearnScope project. Equity. Is it Equity? Equit? Uh, Equity Online. Equity Online, Equity that's online, right. Yes. And actually, um, I did an interview with uh, her and her team uh, for, the, uh, for the CTN podcast, and she's taken that audio and uh, turned it, made it as part of a digital story, and that forms part of her uh, final reporting for LearnScope, so that's interesting. Mm. She's an avid uh, storyteller. In fact, uh, Dot was a, uh, a digital dragon at the Cool Tools conference. Which I heard was a fantastic experience. Yeah. Everyone loved learning how to do uh, digital storytelling. Yeah, no, the... Um, sorry, not the Cool Tools, the Cool Connections. Yeah, they had, they put a, had a room aside and they had uh, uh, all of the um, people from the uh, digital storytelling network. Um, and... Um, they mentored people uh, on how to how to use a digital story, how to create a digital story, and they showcased them all at the end of the conference. And that was a great success. Mm. Um, I actually sat in there for the uh, most of the conference, so that was good. Good one, Dot. You did a great job. The digital dragons. So yeah, digi dragons they called themselves. All right. Now, what's coming up next in terms of the project? We have uh, next week is the LearnScope showcase. Yes, that's right, and uh, we we sincerely hope we uh, see as many of you as possible on the 8th. I think Sean sent out a, an email with the invitation. Yes, uh, some time ago actually, so it's on the Tuesday the 7th and the Wednesday the 8th, and the Tuesdays are sort of an in-house, hmm. it's just for the core team, or well, actually two members from each team to uh, demonstrate, showcase what they're doing to other team members. 
the uh, Wednesdays are much more open uh, day for, for sort of other team members to come along and other well, interested parties. In fact, anyone at all. Anyone, yep. yeah. Yeah, that's been put out for all the institutes. So, look, okay. if anyone in your section uh, wants to come along and see all of the wonderful work done by LearnScope in New South Wales, um, you put in an SD2 form or put in the appropriate documentation to your um, staff learning and development unit and... Um, yeah, come along on the 8th. We don't have to come for the whole day, even just a couple of hours. Wander down to ATP there in Redfern and uh, just have a look and network and uh, it'll be fantastic. There'll also be a whole lot of information on the 8th, I believe, about what's happening for 2006. That's right, yes, information on 2006 mm. LearnScope. So anyone interested in putting a project together or finding out what's necessary to do that, uh, come down have a bit of a... I think that might have been on the 7th, on the actually. On the 7th, is yeah, it? Yes, so I think it's on the 7th because I'm not going to be able to be there for the afternoon. Remember, there was a clash there oh, because okay. that's when the information about the... But I'm sure that information will be floating around oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah. It'll be yeah. available. Certainly, if you're in Sydney Institute, we're actually having to run some workshops on that uh, early next year. Because mm. it does come up rather quickly, LearnScope. You, you get back and you're in the maelstrom of getting things ready for for things and suddenly you hit with a lock, you know, Put him for a LearnScope. Like, what? <laughs> mm. So, yeah. So, sort of straddling project news and general news is our North Coast trip. It sort of wasn't too sure which category to put that in there. Because um, we are heading, you know, this is on behalf of the AFLF. We've been asked to do a bit of a tour around the North Coast. Yes. For a couple of days. What is it? Wollongbar? Wollongbar. Wollongbar. Wollongbar TAFE mm. on... Uh, the Monday, the 12th of December. Yes, I, I confess I had to go to Wearies and find out where it was. Yes. Well, I don't know. It's, it's inland from Ballina, isn't it? Mm. Um, and then on the Tuesday, the 13th, uh, we're in Port Macquarie, TAFE. Right. So yeah. we're doing four-hour sessions there. And uh, it is a bit broader than the Casting the Net project because we're covering uh, blogs, wikis, RSS feeds, mm. podcasting, and a bit of mob logging. Oh, uh, okay. A bit of everything, really. Just introducing Web 2.0 in general. Web 2.0 in general. Mm. Um, so we'll be you know, introducing a whole bunch of uh, local TAFE teachers and I think possibly a few, a few other um, vocational education. Oh, a few RTOs outside. Yeah. Yes, if they've got spaces. So we'll be on a bit of a... Um, well, apparently the, the spaces, you know, they're pretty fully booked, I think, one now. Yeah, yep. well, they're getting plenty of numbers. They were trying to see if they could squeeze a few more in there. That's right, you would beat them away with a stick. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. so that'll be fun. We'll go up there for a few right. days and have an all-expenses-paid uh, semi-working holiday. That's right, no, it should be, should be good. A and lot of fun. Uh, spread the word on, on uh, network learning, so it should be good. And uh, it's going to be a hands-on element to it as well, isn't there? Yeah, it's going, so to, going to be a bit of a hands-on workshop as well. So we'll get people to set up wikis and blogs mm. and maybe get them to subscribe to a podcast and a few mm. other things like that. So it should be fun. A great way to wrap up the year. Um, now, the other general news item I have listed here is the Cool Talkback, which I'm not sure if I've... I must have mentioned it before in this podcast... Hmm. Um, I went there and looked at that last night to see if you're up to up to number three yet. Yes, well, you know, combination of factors including me not being well. We haven't hmm. uh, haven't done the third recording. I'm hoping to do it maybe tomorrow or very okay. soon. You got plenty of questions? No, not really. So just just to let people know what I'm talking what we're talking about here, Cool Talkback is something that we've been asked. Uh, Lee Blackold and myself have been asked by um, AFLF to do. It's uh, um, 
basically what we're doing is we're creating audio sessions that, strictly speaking, they're not podcasts because we don't have a podcast feed, but we're uploading these audio sessions we do each week, answering people's questions. People post questions to the forum. Uh, we've encouraged people to post their questions in an audio format so that we can include them into the into the little audio session, and we answer those questions. Um, so we've done two. Uh, we didn't get a huge response from the last one. Um, it's a difficult time of the year, and, and mm. it's really you've really got to promote these things. Uh, but you know, once once we get around to it, we're going to do a third one, and it may very well be the last one. It was an experiment, and we're just seeing how it goes, and then we'll reassess, and and then we might do something similar next year, but maybe set it up as a proper podcast. So the uh, the URL there, it's it's actually done on an Edna Group's uh, uh, forum. Uh, it's the AFLF 2005 Networks Community Forum, but the quick way to get there will, is uh, snipurl.com slash cooltalkback, all one word. And once again, that URL will be on the blog. Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe after the, the uh, Cool Connections conference, people might be inspired and interested. I, I certainly know uh, there was a lot of buzz about audio um, uh, material in general or audio technologies in general uh, at the conference. And I know a lot of people approached me uh, and said, you know, I think it's really great what you're doing here, Stefan, and, you know, I'm really fascinated to know how you did it because we could we could use this ourselves for mm. our own for our own coverage of events. It looks like it's really simple to do and easy to get up. So, uh, um, you know, maybe you could um, capture some of that, for, you know, get people to come and ask questions in the forum. So uh, maybe if they put it out onto the, to the conference distribution list... Well, it's it's basically the same distribution list, the network's distribution list, so um, maybe they will find out about it that way. Yeah, well, of course, you know, as George Siemens, I think, created a bit of a stir, a lot of people, that was a really good session, actually, the Mm. keynote on on network learning, so created a lot of interest. And a lot of the projects themselves were were, um, connected to uh, network learning uh, of one way or another, even if it was just one element of it, like blogging or uh, or wikis. Uh, actually, there was one podcaster there too, um, John, is it John Plummer? Jim, Jim, Jim Plummer, Plummer yeah, from yeah. South Australia. He, was, he had his uh, an individual LearnScape project. He was That's looking right. at podcasting as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, keep an eye out for that and uh, go and ask um, Sean and uh, Lee some questions because they, are, they have, uh, between them, they've got a vast... Uh, a vast knowledge of uh, network learning and uh, and all of the associated technologies and techniques. So it's a great opportunity to um, to pick their brains. Yes, I didn't exactly explain what questions to ask. I just said, <laughs> oh, we're answering questions. That's uh, right. We're not answering questions on recipes or how, or, to, how or, to fix cars. Or your cars, relationship. Or, or what to do with your relationship. <laughs> you we're definitely actually, don't ask any questions around that area. Yes, no, <laughs> I'm not, not an exper- expert on that area, that's for sure. Um, no, we're uh, talking about... You know, tools like blogs, wikis, podcasting, and uh, and general concepts like Web 2.0, network learning model, um, any sort of new e-learning type type mm. ideas, uh, virtual learning environments. Um, you know, it's a place where we're, we'd be happy to answer those questions. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's great. Look forward to session three. I must come and ask a question myself, I suppose. That Can't would be myself. good. That would be good. All right, well, moving right along, in the uh, podcasting and MP3 player world in general, uh, something I came across uh, was news that the, the new video iPod, which we've talked about before, um, it records at 44.1 kilohertz uh, sampling rate. 
uh, and in stereo, which is a, a vast improvement on the older iPods, which recorded uh, in mono at 8 kilohertz. Mm. And some podcasters use their iPods to go out recording, um, but the quality at 8 kilohertz isn't that crash hot. But what this means with the new video iPods um, is that they can it's quite a respectable recording quality so mm-hmm. as well as being a uh, mp3 player and a video player that now doubles as quite a respectable um, well, recording right. device well see we're sampling at 22 kilohertz here that's right so, so it's, it's uh, going to be 8 kilohertz is pretty pretty small yeah but 44 uh, is basically a cd quality it's all, yeah, yeah it's pretty good quality so i think you have to there's an attachment that goes on top of the uh, the video ipod for that a belkin attachment and, yeah, and a little griffin microphone has to go on top of that or something i think yeah yeah a little lcd display some of them they're quite, they're quite sexy okay. looking. Yeah. and i saw the other day that you can get a giffen a giffen lapel mic too i went to the okay. giffen site right and uh, yeah you can get a, a little lapel mic for uh, for ipods which is quite neat it, there's such a massive economy that has been mm. built up around the ipod phenomena there's so many accessories that you can get it's just quite amazing oh yeah absolutely yeah. all these little cool little armbands and carrying devices and fm you know, transmitters fm transmitters yeah mm. yes or uh, where you can plug it into your into your stereo in your house or your car stereo yeah. you, you can take your ipod into your car and you just tune your fm radio into the the same channel that your mm. video uh, that your so your ipod is transmitting at so mm. very handy yeah they look quite neat the little video ipods are, are they um Selling well in Australia, have you heard? I mean, are they I don't even know if they're for sale yet. Oh, I don't really? even know if they're here. Oh, okay. I, I have a funny feeling they haven't. Uh, well, they opened. They opened the, the the store. Well, sell the video. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. They're selling. They're, you can download the videos from the iTunes store, so mm. you would you would think that they would. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure about that. But I had the the funny feeling that they hadn't actually released them yet. But you'd mm. think they'd release them before Christmas because oh, apparently been. MP3 players are going to be and, and things like the video iPod are going to be the killer, uh, you know, gift for, for oh, Christmas. Oh yeah, I've had a number of people say that to myself. You know, should I get an iPod? Should I get this? And well, it's interesting with it with the video iPod being able to record in good quality now. Um, it's still a bit pricey. It's like about four four thirty nine. But if someone's going to buy an iPod anyway, then they're going to kill two birds with one stone if they want to do recording as well. Mm. So it's not not much much of a problem. In terms of the video, the, you know, there's apart from the iRiver that's got a video portable one. What's it called? The the Zen? No, what's the what's the what's the the iRiver one? I just can't think of the name, but it's got video as well. But there's not much competition in the video arena at the moment. If you want to watch video, there's the the, the portable PlayStation. Oh yes, is that PlayStation too? Portable? Yeah. That's that does video really well. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I think we will we'll see now that iTunes Store is making mm. these videos available for download, uh, TV shows and animations and uh, music videos. I think we'll see quite a lot of competition now for mm. for video players, for portable video players. Which just just on that, in terms of new devices out and about, there's that creative one that has uh, just recently been released in Australia, and that's the creative. Um, is it Micro Nano? No, what's it called? Xeon. Xeon. That's Zeon. it. Yeah. Xeon. We're having a look at that. It, the, some indications it might be able to take an external microphone, mm. but it depends on which website you you look at. So we're going to have to go and have a look at one because we're still looking for an alternative to the iRivers. Mm. After all that great research we did to to identify the iRiver as the perfect device, then they went and discontinued them. 
So. But the Xeon, I mean, it's a 5 gig flash. Mm. And it's priced at around $300, and that's pretty good. Pretty good, For yeah. 5 gig of flash, I mean, so yes. try and buy a memory stick for that price. I mean, you can't. You can't get a memory stick that's 5 gig. Yeah, that's right. Two's about the ceiling. Certainly, the, uh, there's a lot of competition on for, mm. for the MP3 plays and the flash-based plays and the amount of storage that come with them, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see. And that's about the size of a Nano. It's a nano-ish type of thing, you know, yeah. and they're really into slick designs and you can put all these skins on them and... Uh, different colours. I mean, a, yeah, a good example is you go to the website and it's so terribly difficult to find anything about them. It's all these flashy animations and it's all about colours. What colour? It's got to care what colour it is, you know, but that's well, what it's all about. They've identified that the way people are treating their MP3 players is that they're a fashion item, so that's it's right. very important to them about... You know, fetish they objects. They are fetish objects. Mm. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> let's, <laughs> about that. Let's, right. let's move off fetishes on to um, other news. Now, you posted an item to the Casting the Net blog, Steph, that you entitled Apple Steps on the Lemon. What, yes, what is that that's about? that's right. Well, apparently there's this rather litigious group called Friends of Apple that uh, apparently is a sort of, uh, you know, um, Copyright police for the for the Apple brand name, and they uh, of course noticed that um, uh, the uh, little little client, the little aggregator that we've we've been uh, suggesting, the open source aggregator called iPodder, um, infringes on um, Apple copyright. Hence, it's got iPod in its name, yes. and sent them uh, rather curt letters saying uh, either desist from using this name or we'll sue your sorry ass. So, uh, poor old, the poor old open source client who doesn't have uh, open pockets um, and blank checks for lawyers uh, conceded and changed the name to um, um, Juice. Juice. You know, look how memorable that is. <laughs> I can't even remember it. Now, Juice. That's right. So, iPod is transmuted into Juice. I think they say on the website that we've squeezed iPod out of our name and that's right. left with Juice. I think it's shocking, personally. And I just look. I think what irritates me about this is that, you know, in a way, all these open source uh, clients like iPodder and indeed the whole open source movement forge the way mm. for Web 2.0 technologies, forge the path, opened all this up, created this enormous um, network of people who are enabled to be able to subscribe to podcasts. Apple came in at the end of the day, late in the day, used its mass marketing power to basically tap into podcasting and now it goes around suing the open source clients. I mean, like, hello? It's just not fair, is it? No, I think it's disgraceful. I think it's quite disingenuous. And honestly, I think it's really poor practice and people who uh, are listening to this ought to have a bit of a think about Apple if that's their mentality, you know, to have rode on the success of open source and then and then have the gall to come around saying that you're, you're actually... On the coattails of our branding, I mean, mm. they're on the coattails of open source. Exactly. Flippant disgrace. Anyway. And, and there endeth the sermon. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Thanks, Deb. No, that really got my sticks in my my throat. That one. That's fine. Anyway. It's, it's it's good to hear a bit of passion in That's the debate. That's right. You know, we're not just dull techies here. We've got emotions as well. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, so now, now get off the soapbox. Now you're going you're to tell us about this cool little oh. thing. Now those of you who have been to the uh, CTN podcast of late, I know most of you subscribe to via RSS, so you probably never see the blog much. Um, uh, will have noticed that there's a new little embedded player on the blog. 
So, and Sean found this, and it's really rather cool. So, tell us about that, Sean. Well, one of the things that we never really got around to doing was uh, to create a little embedded flash player. It's a really good idea with podcasts um, that, you know, to have several ways for people to access them. One is via the RSS feed, which people can subscribe to using podcatching software like Juice, as it is now known, the the podcasting client formerly known as iPodder. That's right. <laughs> and we shall continue to use it. Yeah. Bring it on, friends of Apple. So, so that's you know, subscribing to the feed, which is what podcast is all about, is one way of accessing the audio. The other way is if you're at the blog, uh, you can actually just simply right-click and download it, save it to your hard drive and play it. Or sometimes if you just click on the, the link that we provide in the post, it will open into your media player and start streaming. But one thing that we wanted to do is, is to, to provide a little um, flash player embedded in each post next to the file. So you click on that and it will start playing automatically. And we never quite got around to doing that, but what I found the other day was um, Delicious is uh, supplying a little flash player. Now, Delicious is the social software, the social bookmarking tool that many of you would know about, which allows you to um, bookmark sites and then tag them and categorise them according to various tags. It's a great, site. great, great tool. Um, it means you can actually access your bookmarks from any uh, web browser and you can also share through the tagging and, and also RSS feeds. You can share resources mm. and, and sort of almost like book lists or resource lists. So it's a, it's a great tool. And, and they've provided this little piece of JavaScript called PlayTagger, which you can stick into the... Um, into the heading of any web page, including a bot blog, and it will automatically embed a little MP3, uh, sorry, a little flash player just before any link to an MP3 file. Mm. So um, we're having to do a little bit of restructuring the way that we um, we post our links. But what it means is that you will see a little blue um, sort of uh, play button, mm. little arrow play button, just before each uh, audio link, and if you're at the blog, you just click on it, and it's great. It starts playing straight away. Sure. It's actually it's pretty quick. It's pretty low footprint, too. I mean, it's amazing. You've put it in the template of the blog, so yeah. it actually, you don't have to actually add it when you make a post. It's just, In fact, I thought when I first saw it, uh, Sean had told me he'd put it there. When I first saw it, I thought, I thought maybe a blogger had implemented it. You know, It's a very, very simple little quick and easy way to, to create a little... Mm flash player for, for each of the mp3 files and you can automatically tag the audio file uh, as well or, or uh, save it to your delicious so That's when you right. start to play there's a little link that opens up and, and of course this is part of their motivation for doing this is because right. they want people to come back and start using their service so that's the that's the payoff uh, that's the price you pay actually so there's a little link there a delicious link you click on it and it will automatically bookmark that mp3 file mm. Uh, so if you want to bookmark it as a resource, you can you can do that as well. But that raises a rather exciting possibility that you mentioned about uh, the RSS feed that's generated by all of the or the potential RSS feed that's connected to the the tags that you create in Delicious. Well, yes, this is another way of creating an uh, like a podcast feed. If you don't have a blog, mm. what you can do is you can actually just simply bookmark the MP3 file in Delicious. Uh, maybe tag it with a particular tag, and then take that, take the, the RSS feed from that tag, run it through FeedBurner, which is what we use to create a podcast feed, and then it will give you um, a podcast feed. And every sure. time you bookmark a new MP3 file that you found somewhere or that you've generated yourself, um, and you link to it, or sorry, you um, you tag it, say with the same tag, it will then show up 
as a as a new podcast on uh, in in podcatching software. Mm. But I mean, it's a ten- it offers a tantalising possibility, for instance, of simply um, creating what you might call a sort of eclectic. Um, uh, well, a sort of an eclectic collection of uh, MP3 files that you've sort of tagged from all across the web, yes. and creating a custom podcast out for of that. that out of yes. that. So, uh, it's really, really quite a neat, a, a neat uh, tool, I think. You know, for sort of, yeah, getting a cross section of material and aggregating it to, uh, into a partic- around a particular topic or particular issue. And I think that's particularly interesting. And there is a, there's actually a site called Gigadial which. Uh, which does a very similar thing. You can actually create like little radio mm. shows where you can um, select from other podcasts and then they get mixed into a feed that's and right. so you create your own channel. So mm. you might want to have a look at Gigadon. Yes, that's right. And that's what's that other one? The rip mix? No, the feed uh, mix? Feed mix? Feed mix, is it? Or yeah. Mi- yes. Uh, feed mix where you can have a number of different RSS feeds combined together and come out as a common feed. I suppose there are there different types of feeds, but that's not necessarily podcast no, feeds. No, so. no, no. Presumably yeah. one could do it with podcast feeds. But this is a nice way of you actually can select, you know, specific uh, audio, audio files. files. That's right, to form an RSS feed as yes. opposed to relying on the, the feed uh, as itself. Feed, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's a particularly uh, salient example, I think, of, of, of networked, uh, distributed networking. Yeah. Where you're never quite sure where the source of it. There is no source for content. Mm. The source is the network, and it and it's actually being distributed in a, a myriad of of contexts. And you never, in a way, the origin of content is 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 displaced. Mm. Mm. Anyway, the other nifty thing about PlayTag is you can actually drag. Uh, a little bit of code onto your toolbar in your browser and create what's called a bookmark. It'll just pop up as a little icon there. And when you're on any website that has an MP3 linked from it, you click on that uh, little bookmarklet and it will embed that little flash player in front of that link on any website. And you hit play and it will start playing straight away. So if you want a quick, if you come across a link to an MP3 file on a website and you don't want to download the whole thing, um, you don't want to right-click and download, or you don't want it to open up into your media player. You just click on this little button that you've got in your toolbar, and the little flash player will pop up just in front of it, and just hit play, and mm-hmm. it'll instantly start playing. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is cool, isn't that's it? That's cool, yeah, that's right. That is, that's quite neat. Well, check that out. That's definitely worth uh, having a look at, and we'll put a, we'll put a link to that, on, the, and uh, you can maybe be interested in that in your own podcast. Yeah, easy way to get your flash player happening. All right, and the last little tool here that we mentioned briefly before was Power Grammar. Mm. Now I think it's been out for a while. It's a it's a um, it's sort of an add-in to Skype that's being u- that you can use to record Skype conversations. And I think originally when they brought it out, it was limited to like 30 seconds recording or something. But just recently they've mm. opened it up. They've got a sort of a free version and a and a pro version with with a few more extra. Tools, but if you just want to record, just two people. Two people. Oh, that's right. It's limited to two yeah. people. It doesn't do conferences. But if you just want to record two people, uh, Power Grammo seems to be the 
Yeah. The way to go. Yeah, well, I might certainly might give it a whirl because I've, I've tried a few of the soft, uh, the soft recording software and I know it's really worked for me. So I've always tended to use the, the mixer setup, which is you know, somewhat cumbersome because one has to set the whole thing up. Mm. But, um, yeah, no, I'll certainly give that a try and, um, it looks interesting, actually. You, of course, you, you've, you've gone for Gizmo with your, uh, framework. With the cool talkback, cool talk uh, Lee and I yeah. were using Gizmo because it does have built-in recording, comes mm. with built-in recording, but it only records at 8 kilohertz mm. sampling rate, which is fairly low. It's sort of telephone quality. It's not the best, and we've had mm. a lot of difficulties with getting the quality right on that. Um, so, yeah, so Power Grammar, we'll have a look at that. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny that it's been such a long time coming, really. I mean, it's, it's amazing that Skype doesn't have a built-in because it's... It's not really, um, it's a sort of thing. It's, uh, being able to record your conversations is the sort of thing you would really expect. So many people, there's high demand for it. That's what I'm yeah, that's trying right. to spit out here. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so it's surprising it's taking so long to get a solution. Mm. Yeah, well, it's nearly that time of the uh, time to wrap up. So, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, next, we will try and do a final one. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, uh, probably after we've uh, been travelling north, uh, been on our trip north, and uh, you know we'll give a brief report on that and uh, and how relaxed we are after that. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure that we'll be relaxed. <laughs> and uh, and we might uh, we, we'll talk there a bit about what we're going to do from future plans. Well, we'll do an evaluation first. We might uh, we both, you know. Everyone is being asked to sort of offer an evaluation, so Steph's doing some recording, so we thought we might do ours. Yeah, um, a reflection. A there. reflection about what went well and what we you know, could have done better and how we, we think the whole project went, went. Mm. and we might even um, squeeze in some comments, some audio comments from some of the people who you've recorded even. We do. We might even do that, mm. so, um, to just give you an idea of what other people have said. And, and, and we'll also mention there... Between now and then, probably when we're sort of flying up to, to Ballina, we'll have a talk. Steph and I will have a talk about uh, some plans for next year. Where, you know, yes, that's right. It's been announced. Uh, LearnScope will, will, will be around for 2006. There'll be money. There'll be funding. So we're thinking of expanding it into some interesting directions or at least applying for, a, mm. um, for another project. But as I said, we'll talk about that and, uh, and we'll let you know what our plans are for the following year in our last podcast. So... Um, so if you have any um, feedback, please post it to the blog or you can still Skype Steph. Steph has his answering machine voicemail. Yes. I think I've paid till December, <laughs> end of December or something. So I've yes. got three months. You have a little bit of audio feedback and you've got Skype. Just click on the little cassette. He doesn't have to be online and you can yeah, um, right. leave a voicemail message and we can possibly include that. We, we haven't done that in this podcast. No, be, we haven't. It would be nice if someone gave us a bit of audio feedback and we could incorporate someone else's voice so you don't have to listen to, to us rabbiting on all the time. No, that's right. So just to let you know where where to find us, uh, the with the Casting the Net Edna Group, if you go to Edna Groups and look up Casting the Net, you'll be able to find it there. But uh, a quick way to get there is to use snipurl.com slash casting the net, casting the net being one word. So that's snipurl.com casting the net. We've got the blog at castingthenetblog.blogspot.com and, of course, this podcast is going out from castingthenetpodcast.blogspot.com. So I think that's about it. Well, indeed. So, And thank you all for um, 
listening to us for the over the duration of the project. And we'll catch you next time. We'll do. Bye. <laughs>